How's that for a slice of fried gold? Are you think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. I'll be back. Just a flesh wound. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm sorry, Ben. Greetings and welcome to Cinema Shock, the podcast exploring the stories behind your favorite cult and genre films. And this is the bonus episode, a bonus episode, I should say, between our main look at different films and different careers, we like to take a few minutes, connect with each other so that you, the audience, can connect with us and who we are as people. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Todd A. Davis. Hey, I'm Justin Bishop. I'm Gary Horn. Hey, Gary. I'm also here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, uh, you know, let's we, we've been we've been recording for of uh, at least three hours so uh let's jump into some stuff what do you, what have you been if you can give me a top thing that you've been watching reading playing consuming what's what's been in uh your f- primary in your field of vision well mostly james cameron movies but right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but Man. i um i've seen some new i've seen some new stuff to me lately i've seen uh i, I watched uh i've seen thor love and thunder so Thor Love and Thunder. How was Thor Love and Thunder? You yeah. know, it was pretty good. It's not as good as Ragnarok, not by mm-hmm. a long shot, but it is much better than the first two Thor movies. <laughs> now that's that's you speaking as a person who uh let, let's get down and dirty with these people. It was Takio Watiti as a fan of that guy because he seems uh, yeah, yeah, unstoppable. A, yeah, I like that guy. Uh, but but this one just uh it's it not as because uh, no. I'm seeing that all over. Like middling reviews. Yeah, I, I think the issue with it is that I, I think much like I thought about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I feel like the script needed a couple more revisions uh, to really dial it in. I do think that Thor is a better movie overall than Doctor Strange was, uh, but it gets by a lot on how funny and fun it is. You know, and how charming the cast is, and you know Natalie Portman's return, and she's really great and super hot with her big muscly arms. Uh, <laughs> She'll be making a movie with James Cameron any day now. Well, I can't. I was wait. about to say, I feel like between <laughs> this and the Sarah uh, Connor discussion, we're gonna people know that we want to be walked on by women. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but but uh, th- I think the biggest issue like can't uh uh christian bell is really great in it as gore the the god killer or whatever he's called uh he's really good but the the film overall i feel like is a little more concerned with making jokes than telling a story Uh, you know Uh, which the the what what made ragnarok so good was the change in tone and how funny it was and you know and this movie is very very entertaining incredibly entertaining it's just not as compelling of a story because it focuses more on the jokes than on the story. Cause the story itself, like the story of Gore, like wanting to murder all the gods, like that's a pretty big deal, you know? And, but there are some great 
there's I mean, it's there's some great stuff in there. I mean, it's it's a mid-tier probably Marvel movie for me, which is not saying a bad thing because there's I don't dislike any of them, minus maybe one or two, like including one of the Thor movies. I was gonna say Thor two is probably <laughs> Thor, the lowest Thor, on Thor everybody's two, list. Thor two is the lowest on my list, yes. Uh but it is really good. And there's some really cool stuff. There's a um really great sequence uh where they go to uh, a city that's filled with gods. It's really good, and it's got some really cool visual stuff that honestly made me think of uh, like the most Eisley sequence uh, or the Troll Market from Hellboy Two, where it's like you could pause it and see these creatures in the background at any point, uh, and it's really like interesting. Like I can't wait to watch it on video so I can pause it and see all the details and the and the the people behind you know in the background. Oh yeah, uh, but it, so it's really cool. There's also I don't I don't know if it's been. I don't want to spoil it because I don't know if the role has been announced. I, I honestly didn't remember it, but uh, Zeus is in the film, and I don't want to reveal who plays Zeus, but because it was a surprise to me, but it's a very entertaining role. Really, nice. really good. That's cool. And there, there's also, as all Marvel movies do, there's a really great mid uh, mid credit sequence. That I was about he, to say, does this mean Hercules is coming or? Um, well, since you said it, yes, Hercules is coming. Okay, uh, but he's not. In, he's in the. That's the. That's your mid-credit sequence. But I'm not okay. going to tell you who plays Hercules. All right, uh, because it's a. It's a fucking delight. Is what it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I won't tell you that. But the movie overall, pretty good. Pretty good. Not as good as the original. Like I said, it has some issues script-wise, but it's so much damn fun that I couldn't be mad about it. You know what I mean? Like I still had a lot, a ton of fun with it. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Gary, what what have you been uh consuming? I assume mostly James Cameron films and wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well, you you'd be surprised at how little wrestling you actually watch when you start doing wrestling all the time. It's yeah. like I mostly get everything in clips and social like whatever I'm clipping for social media. <laughs> like right, right. It's uh it's it's kind of that's that's the bad part. And I start I start to understand the people that are involved there like I don't remember that or I don't, you know. It's a lot. It's like cuz you're just like, man, there's so much shit happening. I just I don't have time. And yeah. uh yeah. Anyway, that said, uh no, I've been uh I've been trying to the wife and I have been spending time together and watching movies and and doing our thing and uh so I've been I have like some regular things I get to uh and then I know Justin does uh on a regular basis like Joe Bob uh mm-hmm. on Shutter so like anything he does so like I've recently watched like Uncle Sam Uncle Sam Do you watch Night Nightbreed Breed. Yeah. yeah, I watched Nightbreed. Uh, I'll say about Nightbreed, Nightbreed is one of those movies that I've I've always wanted to watch and I've mm-hmm. literally never seen. And David Cronenberg. Yeah, I I did a not great, even know David Cronenberg. Yeah. Was, it's a great, great, great role for David Cronenberg. No, yeah. he's he's probably, honestly, if I'm being straightforward, I think he's the best part of the movie. Him and the creature effects. Yeah, the that, effects that's why you good. that's why you watch that movie. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now like, Joe Bob showed is... the director's cut, the the cabal cut, right? Because I yeah, watched a little yeah, bit of he, it. He showed he showed the later version because he talked about how he he never thought that the movie made sense and he didn't care about it. But it was Austin, uh, the director who convinced Greenville, him to, South Carolina's own Greenville, South Carolina's own, who convinced him to watch. Like, no, you gotta watch the the director's cut, like the the whole new version of it. 
and he was happy he did. I still gave the movie like three stars because it was like it's, it's still it's still a little bit of a mess, but the the cabal cut is a vast improvement and it's worth watching. I think. I mean, uh, Clyde Barker's got a pretty wacky vision, and it's just cool that he has gotten a couple of occasions where he's been able to actually execute it. One hundred percent. That that was like literally probably like if you go in on Letterbox and look at my review of Nightbreed is like a hundred percent about. I appreciate that there was enough passion behind this movie that the real version got released. And I mm-hmm. respect that people care this much about this movie that said, I don't find it that great, but it's, uh, it's fine. You know, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. looking, And it's, uh, you know, it's, I'm glad it's, I'm glad I saw it. You know, it's worth seeing. Well, and, uh, have you watched any uh, any any new things or anything like that? Or I'm that was new to, to you? Like, I guess that was new to you. That was new to me. But like, no, I've been bad about like super new things. Like I've yeah. seen, um, well, so like on uh, Netflix, like No One Gets Out Alive was released on there, mm-hmm. which I think is technically 2021. Um, Pretty good though. I liked good. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh because it's uh it's it's directed by a guy named Santiago uh Mangini mm-hmm. um but it's based on a book by Adam Neville who is the same guy who wrote the book uh that the ritual is based on Ooh, I, I love the ritual. the ritual yeah and I love yeah. the ritual and I think that if you love the ritual you will like this movie cool that's how okay I felt about it. It's got some, I was disappointed when I got on letterbox and there were a lot of bad reviews um, because it is a slow burn movie, but there are creatures there. They're like some fucking weird ass creature effects that come, but it's not about that. And it's later. And so I think people got bored with it, but I'm like, if you watch the ritual and you got the ritual, then I feel like this would have been exactly what you expected. It's right. kind of a similar, like I think literally in the in this movie, there's a point where there's a news broadcast talking about four Swedish campers who got lost in the mountains or something. And so it's clearly like trying to be in that same universe. It's like there's just weird uh gods. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like it's a it's a weird, it's a weird movie, but I enjoy I enjoyed no one gets out alive, honestly. Nice. I'm going to have to check it out. I watched Jaws on uh, July 4th. And if you've never yeah. seen Jaws, it is still pretty good. It's pretty good movie. I watch it almost every July 4th, but I, I worked this year on July 4th. So I only had time to watch like one thing and opted to watch the Stranger Things finale instead. So because oh, that's oh, like two and a half man. hours long. So I, I was going to start off with saying, if you're not watching The Boys, Oh man, uh, I haven't. I'm not caught up, but I'm like. I just ep- finished the boys. I, I'm the three boys or four episodes into the season. It's the so boys, fucking good. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I'm not even just saying this because it's just like fun to say it because of right now. The boys is one of the best fucking superhero things that's ever happened. I agree. I'm legitimately. With you. Yeah. Like the satire is fucking on point. Yeah, of and not everyone. Not of everyone Mm -hmm. like it picks on i don't care what side of the aisle you're on what your beliefs are it will fucking tear you apart yeah (laughs) and i love that about yeah i I agree are great like everything about the boys constantly surprising 
it's the, the opening beautiful. scene the opening and i won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it but the opening scene featuring i believe his name is the termite in this season Jesus christ yeah <laughs> i was i was literally like how did they get that on there TV. was there was a uh <laughs> we had a conversation like we hadn't started season three the wife and i and a couple of our friends were like are you watching the boys and we're like yeah we just have to start season three and they're like you should start season three and we're like all right they're like because there's there's something that's just messed up man <laughs> like you just watch it and i'm like what what is it they're like i want to spoil it for you and jennifer's like is there a penis and they're like oh, there's a penis more than that it's more than that and they're like but you you should just watch it you know see uh, it for yourself yeah yeah, and that's and that's what i'll leave the folks with if you haven't watched season three of the boys the opening episode there's a penis yeah like before it even says the boys on the screen that whole first opening a cold open is one of the the most insane things i've ever seen on television uh real quick before and then we'll pass the baton to todd uh, but I wanted to mention a couple of other things I've watched recently. One, I watched Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic, which ah. I absolutely adored. It has gotten mixed reviews because Baz Luhrmann's style is not for everyone, but I love it. Uh, I've been a fan since I first saw like Romeo and Juliet when I was a teenager. Of course. Uh, Moulin Rouge is like one of my Desert Island movies. Yeah, and Elvis is incredible. If you like his style, like it is, it is exhausting because it's so kinetic and like, uh, like moving Ooh. like a, fucking freight train you know like it is it never stops but it is really outstanding and austin butler is if he does not get nominated at least nominated if not win an oscar it will be a crime he is, i saw i saw like a body that got leaked online or something with him doing that's all right mama mm-hmm. like the um just like setting up for like the camera placement or something right like somebody had recorded it and He's fucking playing that shit and singing it. Dude, and it is like stopping in between and talking, but he still is like, you're watching it. And you're like, God, this guy is you forget the, the, the biggest <laughs> compliment you can give anybody when they're playing a, a, an actual person is that I forget that I'm not watching Elvis, even though like if you put a picture of them side by side, he doesn't look like Elvis, but he embodies Elvis. Right. Like that. that's the biggest compliment you can give somebody when they're playing in a biopic and like as i was watching this movie i'm like i i thought i was watching elvis presley that that was uh, the thing even on that that thing i'm talking about like he he just did like in between scenes like all right i'm gonna move that yeah all right i'll, I'll go over here and like but but like you can tell he's just trying to stay in the zone sure like, yeah yeah it, he's he's so good i don't know <laughs> it was like, just it like is, you're just like oh my god yeah. this guy's fucking phenomenal outstanding outstanding movie it's one one of my favorites of the year another one that i would also consider one of my favorites of the year that i unfortunately missed when it was out in theaters uh but i bought i bought the 4k blue uh blu-ray uh sight unseen because i love this director's previous movies so much that i just knew it was going to be for me is the northman by robert eggers who did the witch and the lighthouse and it is like top two or three movies of the year for me it is fucking absolutely insane i thought it was going to be a just like a viking epic but it really takes a lot of mythology and like magic uh in like norse magic into into account and dude what's his name alexander skarsgård who plays the main character you know he was like i guess he's best eric for northman. true blood eric northman yeah but he is like i've always liked him as a performer but he is spectacular in this movie and watching him i'm like 
why has he not been cast as a superhero yet? I don't understand because he he has the look. He's big. He's muscular. He's very tall. Like he he looks like a superhero. Maybe he's not interested in that. I don't know. I mean, his dad's in the Thor movies, but you know, right? But it is, if especially if you like Robert Eggers' other stuff, uh, like this is. You know, the details are historically accurate, but there's also all this uh, mystical stuff thrown in. And it is just, I will tell you, this is a movie that, first of all, it has Bjork as a witch, uh, which is amazing. Wow. (laughs) As a a big Bjork fan, I I got a kick out of that. But it's a movie that ends with two fully nude men sword fighting on the side of a volcano. (laughs) It is incredible. Uh, it is. It's like it. I knew I was going to like it, but it legitimately blew me away, even with very high expectations. I loved it. It's. it's I, I do want to see that. Your your description of it there makes me want to see it more. Can I? I'll just real quick. I, I gave it one and a half stars on Letterbox, but uh, you know, there's a movie called Stephen King's Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> I just give it props. Oh my god! To the name. Does it need props? Stephen S T E V E N Stephen Kang K A N G Stephen Kang's Sharks of the Corn. Wow, and uh, that's a fucking awful movie, but 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 it got it got a half star out of me for the title alone. (laughs) Well, what about you, Todd? Well, uh, last night, uh, the wife and I started rewatching, uh, because we are gearing up to, you know, it was so long between seasons two and three, we thought, you know what, we enjoyed the first, the first two, let's go ahead and just rewatch it from the beginning. Uh, Barry. Uh, oh, dude, the new season's so, so good. I, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, we've also been watching Ms. one of Marvel. the best shows on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ms. Ms. Mar- Marvel's Ms. Mar- I mean, I'm talking about Barry, but Ms. Marvel's right, right, right. also outstanding. Yeah, uh, we've been enjoying uh, Miss Marvel. It's not, it's uh, a character I'm not as familiar with. Um, my taste in terms of Marvel characters tends to drift towards more of the originals or more of the street level, uh, you know, type characters. Kamala Khan has quickly become one of my favorite Marvel characters. She's in, in the yeah. comics, but also in the show. She's really growing on me too. Um, it makes me want to go, you know, pick up some of the trades and, and really dive in. And see the girl who plays her is so charming. Yes. She's so good. And seeing the backstory of like, oh, she actually is a fan, like yeah. was a fan when the book came out. Uh, that's, that's really great. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, I, I read about her as I was watching the show, like she could like repeat Iron Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah, was I one of the that. things that they love. Iman uh, Vellani, Vel- I think that's her name. Um, mm. She is fantastic. The show I'm like fine with, uh, but I, I was I, also kind of that way with Moon Knight. Well, like, I will I say like, the show, I enjoy the first like half of this, the first like two or three episodes more when you're getting to know her. Mm-hmm. And then it loses a little bit of steam when it gets into more of the overall like plot, like the conflict stuff. Cause I just enjoy hanging out with her and her friend Bruno and like her brother and like all these great yeah, characters. Yeah, family. like those, those people. But when it, when it gets into her, when it gets into the plot, it loses a little bit of steam for me. But I mean, it's still good. Yeah, I think uh, they just, lost something with like the power. I feel like they don't know. Uh, well, anyway, we don't have to dive in. Well, I think, like, you know, it just we, like it, I had it, this discussion with Justin actually about, you know, uh, Mr. Fantastic, how it's it's hard to have, 
you know, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic on screen and have it not look silly. Yeah. Well, Kamala's powers, at least as they are portrayed in the book, are very are much very like, similar. Yeah. So it, you know, how well, in you, the book you, I read, she was like that. a mix of Mr. Fantastic and Ant Man or something. Sure. Yeah. Like, she can like, change size and she can stretch and you know. Yeah. And I, I think the way the in the show she's more, it seems like possibly Green Lantern like. Yeah, it's a little a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little. I can see that. But I think I also remember talking with. I, it may have been, it may have been here on a bonus episode or something like that. But I, I enjoy that now that Endgame is past, we uh, are looking at this new section of the Marvel universe, and mm-hmm. it's focusing on the old world creatures and heroes of that old world with like Shang Chi, the Eternals, Moon Knight. And I think we're following suit here with Miss Marvel. And well, I'm really excited. I'm really like, excited to see the the culmination of this new batch. My only heroes. problem with the Marvel universe is right now, I don't feel like there's like a continuing thread that there is a culmination for I don't think there has to be though. Like I I've seen that complaint a lot, like in the movies that they're not building enough towards Kang, you know, but they right. built very slowly towards Thanos for a long time. You know, they hinted here and there. So I, I think people are just being impatient. Yeah. Are we going to have to have a whole episode about this? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't find the characters as intriguing. Like, when you want to talk to me about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, or like the new Captain America, Sam Wilson, I'm in. I'm yeah. all about I'm all about Sam. That might be character. your like the fact that you grew up with those comics and stuff more though. You think maybe it could be. And I love Winter Soldier. And I maybe love. that's why I like Ms. Marvel so much. Cause not that I grew up with that character, but I, I read the original run when those came out. So I had a connection to it. Same with um She-Hulk. I was reading that run for a while around the same time. So I'm very excited to see the TV show of that, even though the yeah. trailers it looks fun, but I, I really hope they work on the special effects a little bit more i uh, thought wandavision was fun though just because it was i so, love like weird. wandavision yeah like i thought yeah like i just I, I found that really really fun yeah and well, uh, speaking of wandavision the other thing i watched instead of my normal my normal fourth of july viewing was all set aside uh just I'm trying to get away i wasn't feeling very patriotic anyway and yeah, just decided not a lot you know to be what? patriotic about these days right right <laughs> <laughs> so uh the wife and I opted to actually get some work done around the house on various projects. And uh, finally in the evening, we sat down and watched uh, the new Dr. Strange and, nice. and I've got thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, look, man, I love Sam Raimi. Uh, I'm down with Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did not find it to be my favorite thing I've ever seen from Marvel. It's- it's uh it, it it suffers from some script issues a lot of script issues i think the best parts of the movie are when they let sam raimi run wild and do his sam raimi thing mm-hmm. yeah but the, but the story is very in my opinion is just very like it it feels like a first draft it's bumming like, me out because mm-hmm. like legitimately i feel like when i chime in on the discord right now and i've been trying i'm working on it i'll get i'll get in the discord a little bit more but i feel like i'm a debbie downer because like every time this conversation comes up about Marvel, I feel like I'm negative and I'm not trying to be negative. You're being honest, yeah. Gary. Cause I'm being, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm a generally positive guy. I'm not as excited about anything Marvel's doing right now. And um, it's, it's, 
I don't know. I, I don't I think we expected the episode to go this way, but here we are. Uh, they like you talking about Thor just now uh, did not help me want to go see Thor anymore than I did before, <laughs> which I didn't, you know, like, like I want to see Thor. I yeah. will see Thor, but like when Marvel was happening up until Endgame, you know, I was like, I gotta be hey, there day uh, one. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't feel that way about Marvel anymore. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'll, I'll see it. I, I'll see it. But like, I, I mean, I saw Thor opening night just because that's how me and my wife's schedule worked out to where we could both go that Thursday night. That is not normally the case. Uh, but I, I try to see it early enough to where I'm not going to have anything spoiled for me on the internet. You know? Yeah. Uh, if I can go opening night, yeah, I'll go. But if I can't, I'll try to see it within the first week. I've even passed like caring if it gets spoiled for me. Like I've I even just don't passed like, like I, I've been past like, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll still see it when I see it. Yeah. And uh it's 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 just been that way, even with Shang-Chi and like and I and by the way, I loved Shang-Chi. I yeah, thought Shang-Chi Shang was fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And uh, but I didn't see it in theaters and I didn't have like I, I didn't feel like the urgency to rush out and see well you it. also know now that if you miss it in theaters in three months, you're gonna be able to see it on Disney Plus. Well, that's the sad <laughs> part, right? Like I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is already on Disney Plus, and I was like, wait a minute, is this a thing? And I'm sorry if I'm an idiot. I didn't know that they did it this quick. Yeah. And so when Thor, I'm like, Oh, is Thor gonna be out in two months? I'll just yeah, probably Thor, wait. Thor will be out on Disney it. Plus by probably September. Yeah, I was like, I'll just see Thor in September. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, speak, <laughs> speaking of things that I'll be viewing in September, the 40th anniversary of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan will yeah, be back in the, theaters. They're gonna be doing that fan that uh fathom events thing. Oh, again, yeah, dude. So. Well, I'll be seeing okay, it. Todd. I'll be you, see, hold on before before we get too much into it. Uh, I'll be seeing it all three times because I'm actually going on tour. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm doing a very mini, mini, mini tour, but I'll be doing, um, some comedy and some podcasting and going to the theaters in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, on the fourth and the next day in Lexington, Kentucky. And, uh, on Thursday, oh, well, uh, so Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll be in Pittsburgh doing mostly comedy. Uh, but then I'll be coming back Thursday to do uh, another viewing of Wrath of Khan in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. And I'll probably try to uh, hit um, Charlotte for one more uh, comedy show and come on back to Greenville. So, oh, like I said, it's just a shit, very, very mini, mini tour. <laughs> very mini oh, tour. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm really I was going to say, like, people, like, Star Trek, that's the one thing that's, like, giving me a hard on right now like somebody but people kept talking to me about strange new worlds and i kept putting it off and i watched yeah. the first episode the other day and i was like fucking but fuck this, this is, is the this best is thing yeah like star mm. trek strange new worlds is so goddamn good just the first yeah. episode of it just the yeah. it's the one it's the it's funny to go back to uh dr strange it's the one part that i was excited and simultaneously disappointed about because Anson Mount appears as Black Bolt and we get little to nothing from him. Wow. Anson, yeah. Mount, Anson Mount is charismatic as all fuck. Yes. And Jennifer didn't even uh, realize who he was, I don't think. And like we even partially watched like Hell on Wheels. And, yeah, nobody uh, watched the Unhumans though. So 
And, and she, yeah, she didn't know who he was, but like, she's just like, she saw him at the opening of Strange New Worlds and she's like, who's that guy? Yeah. Like, he is so beautiful. Who's that guy? What's with his hair? <laughs> yeah, his beard and like everything. He shaves like, his beard, by the way, here's like, the thing, part of the way the, through Strange New Worlds to be like, you know, the legit Captain Pike. And, from, uh, from the first episode, what you don't actually see is he doesn't actually shave the beard. He just grabs everything up here and pulls and it it just reabsorbs into his face and comes <laughs> right. out the top of his head. Right, he just pulls it back <laughs> into his hair. Strange oh, New Worlds is like legit, like if you just miss uh i i know it it sounds they said this and i didn't buy it and i don't know how the whole season's gonna go because i haven't seen it all and even though the finales happened they said like if you just miss what the original stuff was with star trek here you go and just based off that first episode you're like holy fuck they really are just like it just feels like old school star trek like they're just like let's explore let's see yeah. what new story we can tell here and like let's i believe let's uh, a, i believe i got into time. this a little bit with justin when he was on uh computer resume recently but it's it, it truly is I, and i was curious about how they were actually going to make this happen but they truly have gone back to the episodic format while maintaining a serialized nature in the character arcs so one of the things that I think, uh, you know, the TNG era suffered from was the inconsistency in the characters episode to episode. They've done away with that. And it's yeah. co- it's cohesive storytelling within the episodic structure. Yeah, it's a new era of, of television. And, and yeah. it's not they're not relying on uh, syndication either, which is a big part of why, why they had to tell stories the way they did back in the day. Right. Well, if, uh, you so- watch, uh, if you watch if you watch Discovery you know like the enterprise shows up at some point discovery spoiler alert i'm just gonna tell you that yeah i I already Uh, know (laughs) the enterprise shows up and pike is there and pike pike has an experience on there so he kind of knows what his character arc is (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so that's the fun part though of uh, strange new worlds is like he's a guy who does know his character arc. and that kind of adds this like new dynamic to it is like hey here's captain pike who you've always known here's the interesting part about him he's a guy who knows exactly where he's headed yeah and, think, uh, think about the uh uh sorry to cut you off gary but it's no, just no, kind no, of no, like, no, if, if you if you need to be sold on this show any more than we've already done on this show or my show, the computer resume podcast available now, wherever you get your podcast. Um, Then I highly suggest you sit with either good headphones, or if you've got decent surround sound in your home and just watch the opening title sequence, it, the energy and the, uh, the new version of this classic music that we know by heart um i it's easy to get jaded like i'm working my way through the whole franchise i'm not even out of enterprise yet i'm already a little bit jaded but every time i sit and watch the opening for strange new worlds it gets my heart bump bumping just oh, it like feels, it, it, it it has the feel it, you yeah it's, you get excited watching this it's like oh here we go like yes yeah, and and, and a bit. to, to a connect bit. it to our, our our most recent episode that comes out, where we were talking about Sarah Connor and uh, mm. Terminator Two. One of the things I kept thinking of that I didn't bring up was that 
you know, Cameron's idea was like, what do you do with it? So, so I guess in a way, this is not an original thought that they're bringing up, but it's, it's interesting to connect the two is that he's like, what if you're a person who's seen the future, you know, exactly what's going to happen. How do you deal with that information? Like, how mm-hmm. do you, how do you progress in your regular life when you know, like 10 years from now, this is where we are. Yeah. No matter what we do, this is, this is, this is what happens. Uh, Pike is de- dealing with a similar scenario mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. and it's uh i don't know i i thought about that as i was watching terminator 2 and like reading about james cameron talking about it, i was like they fucking did this in stranger worlds like pike is the captain of the enterprise but he's kind of like um i don't know they, they cover this in the first episode but just generally it's like you know like are you better or worse for knowing what it feels like to die let me I tell you something gary <laughs> stay tuned Cause that, cause that season one finale is going to put you on your ass <laughs> with everything you just said, buckle up. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's awesome. It's just like, it's, it's just a cool concept. I like, I'm all in on strange new worlds. Like it's good. Yeah. All right. So real quick before we, we, we need to wrap this bonus episode up, but I want to, no, hear, let's keep going. Let's see. I want to hear four hour episode. <laughs> I want to hear what you guys, uh, you know, we're, we're doing true lies next on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, our next James Cameron movie, which I feel like is one that doesn't get talked about as much as most of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what y'all's background, what your experience with true lies is in the past. Uh, I, this is another, it's the repeating theme for me is I saw it on TV formatted yeah. to fit my screen. The repeating but, um, theme for it is to me is I got horny on it when I saw Jimmy Lee <laughs> Curtis, uh, strip teasing, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Had you already seen, you'd already seen her in Halloween at this point. Sure. But it doesn't yeah. matter. She's so, <laughs> she's so great. Actually, you know, to be fair, more beneficial for me as a young adult, uh, then her strip teasing was her hanging from uh, a fucking jet, yeah, and seeing down her top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I know that any of this is like cancelable, but I'm just I'm just a man, and <laughs> just, just a man. You're <laughs> just a man looking at a, a like looking at a like boobs. Girls. Yeah, everybody I loves mean, boobs. Legit, like when I I remember, so I, I mentioned on our Terminator Two episode, I had seen that one in theater, so I was kind of I was excited to see you know, true lies. Um, Cause that was when I was kind of first learning that, Oh, this was made by the same guy kind of thing, you know? And I remember the summer that it came out in 1994, I had spent, I spent most of the summer in Dallas, Texas with a friend uh, that lives there. And uh, cause I would spend a lot of summers out there. And I remember this is around the time the movie came out and we were thinking about going to see it. And my parents and my buddy's parents had heard that like about the strip scene and they're like oh i don't know if we should let them see it or whatever uh because i guess shooting and violence is fine but boobies are not that bad yeah of course (laughs) shooting and and, violence is american culture and i remember (laughs) going to see it with my dad and my buddy and i don't remember who else was there but during that scene when it came up my dad like i guess he like he told me i would i'll let you know you know cover your eyes and i put like my shirt like up you know right but I was definitely peeking. One hundred percent, I was definitely peeking. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I remember loving it. I I it was in the t- at the time I was reading like 
novelizations. I read the novelization and I don't, I just remember really loving it though. I, I have not seen it in many, many years. So I'm excited to rewatch it again because, you know, it seems almost like an outlier for James yeah. Cameron, right? Yeah. It, it, because, it, it, because he's done only, only sci-fi up till now. And I guess Titanic is sort of also an outlier because it's, it's, it's well, his, ro- well, it's his romantic comedy. Like yeah, it's yeah. a James Cameron romantic comedy. Yeah. It's just well, has, me, it has explosions and, and Harrier yeah, jets. And right. Knowing where we are stuff. and what's coming. Like the weird part for me is like, it's the least epic. Right. Like, it's the least, like it feels that way. Large. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Like it just, it feels that way, but it was a really big deal at the time. So, well, well, well I, but I, it, it I just, don't for some mean, reason, like, doesn't get discussed. Discussed. I mean, like just in scope. In scope, like, but I mean, but for an action movie, even in 1994, it was a, it was pretty big. It just, for it does for some reason the 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 way that it's perceived now, it does doesn't get as much attention because it's not as showy, maybe as some of his other well, stuff. But, but also, you're talking about a guy who just did Aliens, who's like universe bouncing around Terminator that bounces across time, Terminator Two that also bounces across time, and then you know beyond this, like titanic is gonna just be like this epic scope of a movie that's like four hours long or whatever the fuck i don't know i saw a lot of dvds in that fucking case but uh <laughs> like the, three uh, hours long <laughs> i remember that the vhs is there there were there were plural and, yeah uh, <laughs> the, uh, but uh but I, I know what you mean like this one's set in like present day it's and present day and it's just like this one little story it's a cia guy yeah. Yeah, fighting fighting terrorists yeah i get it i get it yeah and uh, so it just doesn't feel like as big a scope as the rest of his shit he's been doing yeah. the abyss is like fucking alien life coming to visit the planet no this is just cia that the things i remember from true lies are arnold schwarzenegger jamie lee curtis she does a striptease at one point he gets a truth serum and he says he's going to kill somebody and he does exactly the thing he says he's going to do I remember those things about it. Tom Arnold, Bill Paxton. Tom Arnold being Eliza Dushku. No, I don't remember her. She plays oh, her daughter. She's the kid. She's the daughter, yeah, yeah, she's the kid. Yeah, I try to block that out because I, I want to do her all the time. And so you I can't mean, think about that. <laughs> when uh, she's a kid, you just got to wait till the Buffy years. I, I can't talk about <laughs> anything on podcasts anymore. I feel like this is all like... Uh, this is all dangerous. It's I feel like dangerous she's territory. your she's your age, Gary. So yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> uh, let, lest we lest we forget Charlton Heston as Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to watch it again because, like I said, it has it's been a very long time, and, yeah. and we mentioned this on our Terminator episode. But sorry to everyone who can't find a copy of it. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta. I mean, I went on eBay. I went yeah. on eBay, and that's and. and to, to be fair, if we're going to knock James Cameron, that's one of the things. Like, fucking get it together, dude. Like, the movie should at least be streaming somewhere. Yeah. You work <laughs> so hard on these movies. Let people watch them. You fucking <laughs> killed yourself over these movies, yeah. James. Cameron. Like, you literally <laughs> almost died. On, you almost died making The Abyss. Like, literally almost drowned. Don't you want I mean, people to see the fruits of that labor? Like, it's like, I mean, I feel the same way about, like, even... I don't know, like Jay-Z trying to have his own streaming service. And I'm like, all right, it's fine, man. I get it. You want to you wanna promote your own shit? Just put it on Spotify, though, because <laughs> that's where most people are going to hear it. Yeah, that's where people are going to listen to it. And you can make some money off that. Most, A lot of people don't make enough money off Spotify. I get it. Jay-Z will make lots of money on Spotify. I mean, Jay-Z's <laughs> stuff is on Spotify. Is, it, is he on Spotify now? 
Yeah, he's on Spotify. I don't know. He's on Apple Music. That's what I use. He's not I feel just, like he was still like very he, anti-Spotify. He's released some like title exclusive stuff, but the the like albums I think are still on the major. Services. I saw Crosby, Stills, and Nash at the time of this recording. They had backed out because of the Rogan stuff. They're back now. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, those paychecks were coming in a little light <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh but anyway i'm just saying get you get you get your bag y'all yeah. get that bag get that bag jimmy jimmy cameroon <laughs> yeah you gotta get that you only jimmy got 700 cameroon. million in the bank what your kids gonna do <laughs> you know uh anyway. help them out <laughs> I think that I think that's enough for this episode, fellas. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. That's probably fine. Um, <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, I watched Queen of the Damned the other day. That movie fucking sucks. I watched. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Uh, I watched God. God told me to. Uh, Larry Cohen's God told me to. Have you ever seen it? No, dude, you got to watch it. It's one of my favorite like new discoveries. I mean, I've known about it for many many years. I've just never sat down to watch it. It, it just got added to Shutter. Uh, it's basically it's it's this like detective who is investigating a series of murders in New York where someone just snapped and started killing people. And they always, before they die, they say, God told me to. Uh, and it is one of the most Looney Tune crazy plots that I've ever seen in a movie that it's like, well, you just and, Texas to me. Cause I want to, I'm always trying to think of fucking movies to watch. And then yeah. I end up watching like, Oh, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do the Anne Rice books. I want to the, the books, the movies. I want to watch Interview uh, the Vampire, which, by the way, Interview the Vampire still get three and a half stars. I yeah, still think Interview the Vampire is pretty movie. solid. Yeah, being the damn though, I'm like, God damn it, why did I watch this fucking movie? Yeah, yeah. this movie blows. <laughs> so okay. what? Watch what? 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 That's that's what he did. <laughs> there you yeah, go. well, that's I just good. texted you, Gary. It's a uh, God told me to Larry Cohen, who I'm a big big fan of. I really, I that's one of the like series that I I look forward to doing on the podcast is a Larry right. Cohen series because uh, I I really like his stuff. Uh, but it's it's a it's such a fun movie. It's he he's got a real energy to his movies too because he shoots a lot of stuff on the fly, or at least he says he does. Like no permits, we're just going to shoot out on the sheet streets of New York City. But Larry Cohen was also a notorious bullshitter, so we'll take that with a grain of salt. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's it's really great. It's it's nice. and I as a as a fan of Larry Cohen's movies from that period, like the seventies, um, the stuff, cue the Wing Serpent, uh, it's alive, like. God told me to might be my favorite one now. That's oh, wow. That's yeah. Nice. Well, just, well, fellas, uh, let's go ahead and tell everybody where we can be found on the internet and wrap this. Did you guys up. watch Ozark? Have you? Watched Gary, Gary, Gary. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> Ozark's so good. Laura Lenny. I just watched the exorcism of Emily Rose and oh, Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah. It's not great as a, like a, if you go in expecting full horror, but I just want to say like Laura Lenny is that uh, is in that as uh, one of the lawyers. She's great. She's great. And she's so good. And yeah, I need to finish movie Ozark, as though. a courtroom drama is like legitimately like solid movie. Yeah. Uh, the creepy stuff's creepy enough, but Jennifer Carpenter is very creepy in that. Oh, she's she's super creepy, but it's not like solely built on being a horror movie. Right, right. Like it's it's built as like the story of this. Did I tell you trial. I saw Scott Derrickson's new movie, The Black Phone? No, God, I want to uh, see that. It's good, dude. You got to see it. It's good. 
Uh, Todd's very, like, very let's good. get out of here. Let's get out of here. I'm, uh, this is Gary Horde. I'm at Justin underscore Bishop, Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram. He said, this is Gary Horn." if you couldn't understand that mumbling. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Gary <laughs> <laughs> And I'm at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the socials and from all of us at Cinema Shock. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. And be excellent to each other. Johnny has the keys. Johnny has the keys. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.